Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 251. And today I'm really excited to break down a difference that comes up in so much of my work. And I know for all women listening to this in particular, it's come up for you in the past too. And that is the difference between being assertive and being aggressive. Because I, for one, have been called aggressive many times when I was simply trying to do my job well. And if you have ever run into that mislabeling or misinterpretation or feel like you've been told to just watch your tone or take it down a notch or just mute yourself or or turn down your volume, you're not alone. This is a common phenomenon. Today, I want to break down the actual difference between being assertive and aggressive, not the perceived differences, which are so often influenced by gender. Now, if you are a loyal, regular listener to the Bossed Up podcast, you may have heard in my recent interview with my former professor, Barbara Tannenbaum, that she was the first person to really illuminate this difference for me in a in a clear and definitional way back when I was studying in my undergraduate days with her. And the first thing I want to make clear is that the difference between assertive and aggressive doesn't have to do with your tone, doesn't have to do with your body language per se, doesn't even have to do with who's expressing themselves. It has to do with rights. Whose rights are being respected and protected and whose rights are being violated. For example, there's a really clear hypothetical that Barbara always shared with me as a student and I want to share with you now. If you're waiting in a long line for, let's say, concert tickets and you see someone hop to the front of the line, cut in front of everybody to meet up with their friends, maybe they're bringing them a quad of Starbucks lattes or something, and it seems like what she's doing is very innocuous and nice and maybe even a little passive aggressive, but she hops to the front of the line and then someone behind you stands out in line and gets really loud, takes up a lot of space and says, excuse me. The end of the line is back there. We have all been waiting here. Please go to the back of the line. And of course, everyone who's been observing all of this go down, you know, maybe they didn't even see the first woman at the front of the line who cut everybody. They just see this loud woman in the back of the line shouting, saying, what's her problem? What's going on? Ooh, who's making trouble? (laughs) And the question that I always pose to audiences when I share this really great example is who's being assertive here and who's being aggressive. Now, it might seem at first glance like the woman behind you is making a big fuss, is calling people out, is uh, making a ruckus, and she might be seen as aggressive. But the reality is 
she is standing up for the rights of everyone. She's standing up for her own rights, sure, but she's also defending the rights of everyone else in the situation. And that is a key part of what it means to be assertive, what it means to be a leader. The woman who cut the line, it might seem in, you know, at first glance, like she's just being nice to her friends and catching up with her buddies. But in that action, whether it's intended or not, she's actually violating the rights of everyone else in line who's been patiently waiting their turn. Here's how it all boils down in the actual definition of assertive versus aggressive. When I'm being aggressive, and I say when I'm being aggressive because I've definitely been aggressive in the past. I'm sure I will be in the future without even intending to be. But my intentions don't matter. (laughs) Whether I'm being assertive or aggressive doesn't have to do with how pure our intentions are. Here's what it really boils down to. Being aggressive is doing what's in your own best interest without regard for the rights, wants, or needs of others. Being assertive, on the other hand, is similarly being clear about what you want, being forthright about your needs, while considering the rights, wants, and needs of others. It all boils down to am I being reciprocal or am I being single-minded and selfish without intending to or not in whose rights are actually being respected? We're not taught this definition. In fact, in everyday speech, people use assertive and aggressive almost interchangeably. And sometimes aggressive is a term that's lobbed at someone based on their vocal tone or or body language, or facial expression, which is not fair because you can have a pretty intense facial expression or vocal tone, but be standing up on someone else's behalf and advocating for everyone's rights in a situation. And it's not fair to label that person as being aggressive. So I want to really decouple the concept of labeling someone as aggressive or even assertive based on visual or vocal impressions alone. They can certainly reinforce your, me- your message. But when people are marching in the streets to advocate on behalf of everyone's rights or human dignity or human rights, one person's aggressive activist is another person's assertive leader. So keep that in mind. It's really not about your subjective impression about someone's vocal tone or body language or facial expression. It's about who am I speaking up on behalf of, whose rights are being respected and whose rights are being trampled. Now, the second thing you need to know about this whole assertive versus aggressive difference is that gender makes this especially confusing for people. As it turns out, assertive women are often perceived as aggressive and mislabeled as such. Social science researchers have found an inverse correlation between assertiveness and likability when that assertiveness is expressed by women. In other words, the more assertive a woman is, the less likable she is deemed, whereas they don't see that issue when it comes to assertive men. It's positively correlated with assertive men. So this is one of many double binds that researchers call the leadership likability double bind. Another similar finding Uh, is known as the warmth competence model, which shows that competent, skilled women who are on top of their game are still deemed not likable or not respected if they're not also warm 
and, uh, you know, endearing, which all stems back to our unconscious beliefs about what makes a good woman and what makes a good man. And even though gender is a spectrum or a social construct or going the way of the dodo, depending on how you look at it, the bottom line is if you are perceived as an assertive, competent woman, but are not nice and likable and sweet and kind and thoughtful and respectful and caring at the same time, you're liable to be labeled as another B word or all kinds of terrible negative judgments being passed on you. And one of my favorite feminists, Nikki Minaj, said it best on an unaired clip from her E! True Hollywood story that actually never made it to the final publication. But I really I want to play this clip for you for just a moment. I've played it for many of my audiences in the past at, at public speaking events or trainings on how to own your voice with assertive communication, which is one of my most popular topics ever. But I want to share with you how Nicki Minaj describes this feeling of having to try to please everyone all at once. And I wonder if you can find this relatable. You have to be a beast. That's the only way they respect you. When you're a girl, you have to be like everything. You have to be you have to be dope at what you do, but you have to be super sweet and you have to be sexy and you have to be this and you have to be that and you have to be nice and you have to it's like I can't be all those things at once. I'm a human being. When I am assertive, I'm a When a man is assertive, he's a boss. Bossed up. He bossed up. Yeah, he bossed up. No negative connotation behind bossed up, but lots of negative connotation behind being a bitch. So if I turn up to a photo shoot and you had and you got a $50 clothes budget and some sliced pickles on you want to know what? No, I am going to leave. Is that wrong for wanting more for myself, wanting people to treat me with respect? But you know what? Next time they know better. But had I accepted the pickle juice, I would be drinking pickle juice right now. I want you to really think about for just a moment, what is the pickle juice in your life? What's the pickle juice in your work life, in your career, in your office? What is it that we are tacitly accepting? What forms of disrespect might you be accepting? Because you know to speak up in defense or to speak up on behalf of yourself, you risk being seen as a diva or as someone who's making too much noise or as someone who is causing problems. That is the silencing impact of sexism in its most innocuous modern form, which I would argue makes it even harder to tackle because it's unspoken, it's unconscious, it's implicit, but it is omnipresent, especially for women leaders. So when it comes to how we curb this, how do we push back on these double binds that keep women leaders feeling like we're tap dancing on a tightrope, trying to be seen as authoritative and respectful and being seen as someone who's highly competent and ambitious, but also nice and sweet and caring and kind and like totally relatable. <laughs> it's so impossible. It's exhausting. 
So the first way to push back on this is, one, to question people when they label women, including labeling yourself, as as aggressive when you're simply trying to be assertive or as bossy when a little girl is simply being a leader. And sometimes it's as simple as saying, well, what do you mean by that? I don't understand. Wait, how am I being how am I being aggressive? Help me understand. And oh man, does that shut people up quickly sometimes, but it can also hopefully lead to some breakthroughs. And and I practice this all the time when I hear racist, sexist, homophobic, you name it, any kind of commentary that I disagree with fundamentally, I'm really trying and I, I I have been working on this ever since reading Francesca Ramsey's excellent book. Well, that escalated quickly, which I'll link to in the show notes. I'm really trying to, instead of get defensive and combative, to create opportunities for self-reflection, not just for others, but for myself too. And say, really? Why do you feel that way? How do you, how so? Help me understand. Because when you're labeled as intense or aggressive or harsh or shrill, And you ask someone who's labeling you that way to really explain exactly what they mean. Oftentimes, we can create moments of self-awareness whereby we come to the realization that, oh, actually, I probably wouldn't say the same thing if I were talking to a guy. I probably wouldn't say that my executive assistant was being harsh if he was a he instead of a she and offered up that kind of constructive feedback during a team meeting. You know what I mean? So pushing back on that can feel very unnerving. And of course it feels unnerving because you were just labeled as aggressive. So asking an assertive question feels like an especially big risk, but it is so important. And before we ourselves cut in front of a line of people or make our voices heard, perhaps too much, if you're the kind of person like me who's always erred on the side of being a little more uh, assertive than not, and you want to question, hmm, am I being assertive or am I sometimes slipping into being aggressive here? Ask yourself this, who am I helping and who am I harming by speaking up, by taking up space, by making my voice heard? Who am I helping? Whose rights am I defending? And if the answer is just your own, that's not necessarily bad. It's important to stand up on your own behalf. But it's equally important to ask yourself, are there others' rights involved here that I'm neglecting, that I'm ignoring, or that I'm trampling on, whether unconsciously or not? And being mindful of speaking up in such a reciprocal way that you're saying, here's my rights, here are my beliefs, here's what I want. What do you want? What do you believe? What are your rights in this situation? How can we make sure that they're being respected too? I like to think of being assertive as a two-way dialogue and being aggressive as like a one-way proclamation. Uh, And especially as you rise in the ranks in power, it can be very easy to make a whole bunch of proclamations instead of engaging in real conversation. So I encourage all of us to not only walk the walk, but really talk the talk when it comes to knowing that there is a fundamental difference between assertive and aggressive. We have to shout this from the rooftops because we've been living in a society that conflates the two and posits that they're the same thing when they are very much not. So 
If you found this difference helpful, if you found this episode enlightening, share it right now on social media or wherever you think it might help raise awareness of how important assertiveness is to all kinds of breakthroughs and innovation and leadership potential, but also how very fundamentally different it is than being aggressive. And while we're at it, let's not forget to talk about how gender and race for that matter make being assertive an especially risky proposition in a society that far too often views women's uh, assertive voices as angry voices. And that is especially true for black women. So we need to highlight the difference between assertive and aggressive wherever we can. And whenever you hear this mislabeling happening, call it out. Now, if you're the kind of person who wants to become a more confident, assertive, unapologetic speaker, whether it's in the form of raising your hand and contributing to conversations at work or speaking up in your community as an organizer and activist or polishing your presentation and public speaking skills, there are just a few days left to enroll in our new program, Speak Up a two-month training program to help women own their voice and in doing so, own their power. If you'd like to learn more, head to bossedup.org slash speakup. And I want to hear from you. How are you practicing knowing the difference between assertive and aggressive? Have you been labeled as aggressive when you've simply been trying to make your voice heard? I want to hear your story. So share your comments, questions, feedback, and stories in the comments section at today's corresponding blog post, which is another great way to share this information because it's a transcript of this very podcast at bossedup.org slash episode 251. In the meantime, let's keep bossing. Let's keep making our voices heard. And let's keep being the assertive, bossed up women I know we all can be. 